You're listening to MLB.com Extras, brought to you by MLB.tv. It's baseball everywhere. Hey, everyone. Tim McMaster here, along with our MLB.com Yankees reporter, Brian Hoke. Brian, when the Yankees went into Boston and got swept four straight from the Red Sox, seemed like that was kind of it for this team, but they are... They're a team that doesn't quit. If nothing else, we've learned that this season, and they're still hanging in there. I mean, the division is certainly out of reach at this point after that sweep, but the wild card, they're still there, and I think the key is they still have four games with the Blue Jays, three games with the Orioles, and those are two of the teams they're chasing. So in some some regard, they kind of control a little of their destiny, but two straight wins over the Rays, they've kind of picked themselves up and dusted themselves off after that Boston series. Yeah, well, here's what they control. They need to go out and win almost every single day the rest of the way, and and if that is controlling your own destiny, then sure, if they win their games the rest of the way, they'll be in a good position by the end of it. They need some help. Uh, There's teams to jump, but being two and a half back, I don't think anybody is really running away with that second wild card spot. So if the Yankees continue to win their games and if Gary Sanchez continues to single-handedly carry them the way that he's been doing, uh, yeah, sure, they, they could have a chance down to the end. But I think that a lot of people are going to look at that four-game sweep in Boston and say, mm, if, if they had just been able to split those games maybe, they had leads in three of the four games. I mean, that, that is the That was just a brutal series for the Yankees. Um uh, but it, it, give them credit. They came down to Tampa. They've taken care of their business the first two days. Uh, and they do play some of the teams that are ahead of them. So, yeah, they've got a chance here. Uh, it, it's going to be a, a tall mountain to climb, but it's possible. Yeah, and they, like I said, they play you see the Blue Jays and Orioles are on the schedule. The Tigers, the Mariners, those teams are going to be a little more interesting, a little tougher because you don't get to go head-to-head against those teams. You mentioned Sanchez and, I mean, Come on, Brian. Five now homers in his last four games. He just doesn't cool off. It's unbelievable. Two homers on Wednesday night, now 19 homers in 43 games this season. I mean, we kind of a week or two ago talked about, oh, he's, you know, he's going to get votes for Rookie of the Year. He's going to be in the discussion. Now you got to look at him and think maybe he's one of the, the real serious contenders to win Rookie of the Year with two months' work. Yeah, Tim, I actually have some breaking news here. In the minute that we've been on the phone here, uh, Sanchez just hit another home run. So, <laughs> oh, I'm just kidding. But yeah, no, uh, it was kind of we were looking at him about a week ago and saying, oh, could he have an outside shot at Rookie of the Year? And I think right now you've got to look at him as a real serious contender for it. Uh, it, it helps his case a little bit that Michael Fulmer is stumbling to the finish line. I think. In my mind, it's, it's down to Sanchez versus Fulmer, and I think that uh, the voters are going to have to consider, is it okay that Sanchez is going to finish with about 50, 52, 54 games played? Uh, look, there's a historical precedent. We talked about Willie McCovey in 1959. It, it happened before. Uh, but I think that Sanchez has single-handedly kept this team in the race. They are not where they are right now if Gary Sanchez doesn't come up on August 3rd and start crushing the ball the way he's done. I mean, this is uh, this is historic on a nightly basis, what we're seeing. He's fastest to 18 homers, fastest to 19. Um, people are going to be looking back in years in the future and say, this guy, player X, is on a Gary Sanchez-like pace. Uh, so this is something that we are all witnessing on a nightly basis. You know, the Yankees are enjoying it uh, a lot. Uh, they're all on the top step of the dugout every time he comes to bat. So I think... You're looking at a situation here where, forget rookie of the year. Maybe you have to talk about him as MVP. I don't think I think that would be uh, 
overstating the case, but he has certainly been the Yankees MVP in August and September. I think there's no question about that. You know, he came up, and it, it was a time when I think this team was pretty loose because of what was going on, and, and they had traded a lot of pieces away. I wonder what the pressure will be like next spring because of what he's done over the last two months. I mean, he's been tremendous. I mean, he's been unbelievable, but he's, in a sense, adding pressure to himself for next spring, and it'll be interesting to see how he handles that because people are going to be, they're not going to be expecting him to hit 19 home runs every 43 games, but they're going to be expecting, I think, this guy to be a guy who comes in and hits 30 home runs. I think some people might be expecting him to hit 19 or 43 games. But <laughs> I look, Yankees have been talking about Sanchez since he was 15 years old. He is, they see him as a front-line starting catcher, an everyday kind of guy, uh, offense, defense. They think he's the whole package. And, and you really look back at spring training, and, and, yeah, you mentioned how he came in with the pressure. There was some pressure there in spring training. He was coming in. They were pretty much handing him the job to back up Brian McCann and he flopped. He had two hits and 22 at-bats, and they said, all right, he's not ready. Um, he went down to AAA. He took care of what he needed to do, and he's come back with a force, and he's making it very clear he doesn't ever want to ride a minor league bus again, and if he keeps hitting this way, he's not going to have to. Yeah, I think that's a safe bet. Uh, Billy Butler has given this team a little spark. Uh, random signing, um, and he comes in, and, and he's piled up some hits, six hits in five games. Obviously, he was just a guy to come in and help against lefties here for a couple of weeks. But has he played well enough and kind of put himself into that clubhouse enough that maybe the Yankees invite him to spring training next spring? I, I think he's done nothing to really dissuade you from that. Uh, he's pitched in a little bit at first base. and uh, Look, they've got a crowded mix there for first base for next year. You're going to have Greg Bird. He's coming back from injury. He's going to go to the Arizona Fall League. and. You've got Tyler Austin, and he's going to play some first base next year. And it's possible that Joe Girardi can go into camp and kind of look at a lefty-righty platoon of Bird and Austin at first. But well, it's it's a nice thing to have, a, a guy who can DH against left-handed pitchers and matches like that. Uh, he's got good career numbers. I, I don't know what happened with him in Oakland, but uh, what he's done with the Yankees has been more in line with his career norms. He's, he's actually contributed in almost every game he's played in. So, you know, I was talking with Butler a little bit yesterday. He he thought that uh, he might just shut it down for the rest of the year. He was ready to go home. He was actually driving to his in-law's house in Idaho when the Yankees called. He pulled in the driveway and talked to Brian Cashman, Joe Girardi, and they said, hey, we're going to give you a chance to play. We need you to come and DH against left-handed pitching. And he said, okay, sure, why not? Um, so, you know, for the Yankees, it, it cost them $50,000. I mean, and they, they've already made that money back tenfold, I think, uh, just as far as, what Butler has been able to provide. He's come in and he's done the job that they've asked him to do. So I'm not sure what the uh, the offseason market's going to look like. Butler said the same thing. But he's open to coming back, and if the Yankees are open to having him, I think that's a conversation they're going to have. Starlin Castro was one of the key additions to this team last offseason, and now his season appears to be done with the hamstring strain, Brian. Uh, but let's grade the season because it's, it's tough coming to New York, obviously. He was coming over from Chicago in that trade. Did Starlin Castro give the Yankees what they expected him to in his first season in New York? Yeah, I think you look at what they gave up for him. I mean, remember they traded Adam Warren and Brendan Ryan, and then they wound up getting Adam Warren back. So really, you, you gave up Brendan Ryan and some money for Starlin Castro, and I think you make that trade 100 times out of 100. Um, he's come in. He's been a everyday force at second base. Uh, the hitting wasn't quite as consistent as the Yankees would have liked it to have been. You remember he got off to that really hot start. 
he dipped, he came back up. Uh, he, it's kind of in line with what his career numbers have been. Um, a little bit more power, I think, than the Yankees expected this year. But uh, he was a good fit in the clubhouse. I think that uh, going forward, they've got him under contract for a few more years here. And I think that going forward, the Yankees should feel pretty good with having Starlin Castro as their everyday second baseman. Uh, it's unfortunate to see him go down in that Fenway Park series. But, uh, you know, I think that all in all, you look at his numbers for the season and you say that was a good move, a uh, good move on the Yankees' part. And they, uh, they definitely got the better of that trade. Quickly wanted to talk about, you look down on the farm, uh, Brian, and obviously the, the system is, is stocked with talent now, but Scranton-Wilkes-Barre wins the AAA title. They don't just win the International League title. They won that, but then they go on, and they also uh, beat the Pacific Coast League champs El Paso in what's become kind of a national championship of AAA baseball teams. That's a one-game playoff. They win it 3-1. to one. I thought the interesting thing about that game is that the Padres actually left all their top prospects in the minor leagues to play it out. Manuel Margot, Hunter Renfro, um, Carlos Asuaje, all those guys were called up yesterday after the game. Um, really the future of their, their franchise. They were left with El Paso. Meanwhile, they played the Yankees minor league team without Sanchez, without Judge, and that team had enough depth to win that title. It just says a little more. I mean, it's one baseball game, but it says a little more about how far this minor league system has come. No, and they actually, yeah, they, they wound up playing really. I know they were wearing the Rail Rider uniforms, but those were the Trenton Thunder. So uh, <laughs> yeah. oh, it says a lot about the Yankee farm system. Uh, this is a an organization where I think people were looking at it as middle of the pack or lower in recent years. Um, there just wasn't a whole lot there. There were there It was an older team. Uh, you've seen that turn around, and obviously – a lot of the moves that were made at the trade deadline were with 2017, 18, 19 in mind. Uh, some of those guys have not made it up to AAA just yet, but they're going to get there. Uh, some of them are. So uh, I think you're seeing just the fact that these reinforcements were able to come up in August and September and help the big league team. I think uh, that shows you how healthy the pipeline is. And, hey, one more thing, uh, the greatest news of all, Nick Swisher gets a championship ring for the, uh, the AAA Rail Riders. So congratulations to Nick. Maybe he'll get a bobblehead night next year. Who knows? <laughs> he would probably show up for that, I would think. <laughs> All right, this has been MLB.com Extras, our Yankees edition. For Brian Hoke, I'm Tim McMaster. Tune in again next week. MLB.tv Premium, the number one live streaming sports service, is celebrating 13 years. Watch every out-of-market regular season game live or on demand in true HD. Real-time highlights, live look-ins, pitch tracking widget, and more. MLB.tv Premium includes a free At-Bat 15 subscription. Watch live baseball on over 400 mobile and connected devices. Watch at home, in the office, or on the go every night on every device. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Visit MLB.tv for details.